0: You're listening to Sportsnet Today
1: with Logan Gordon
0: on Sportsnet 960 The Fan.
2: Seen a team play this brutal, so at this point, you know, this, I don't really, I, I don't, I'm lost for words to be quite honest. We weren't ready to start, which that's is clear, and now we're just kind of doing things not the way we do it. And this is uh, this way you get. So at this point, we're probably turning the page. Well, thanks for doing this, I know it's not easy. That
3: was Carolina Hurricanes head coach Rod Brindamore the on-bench interview with Darren Pang. His team, 6-1 losers at the hands of the Edmonton Oilers. They now make their way south for a matchup with your Calgary Flames tonight at the Scotia Scotiabank Saddledome. Welcome in to the Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studios here in snowy Calgary, Alberta. For our friends at Doug Lacy's Basement Systems, Crack Foundation, boeing foundation walls they have a simple permanent solution to stabilize your foundation contact basement systems they're all things basementy visit dlbasementsystems.com. we will get you set for a game day between the flames and the carolina hurricanes starting goaltenders lines d pairings as well as the latest from the locker room on a game day we'll hear from head coach of the flames ryan huska Martin Pospisil and Noah Hannafin on a game day. Also take a look at the opposition after last night's debacle against the Oilers. Corey Laviolette's gonna join us. He writes uh, on the Hurricanes for the North State Journal. Rod Brindamore not a happy camper. You can expect a rather grumpy Carolina team coming to Calgary. Thursday night after that 6-1 loss to the Oilers. We'll get Corey's thoughts on the opposition tonight. Also take a look at some of the biggest stories around the NHL in Hour 2 with our pal Ailish Forfar from Sportsnet 590 The Fan in Toronto. Quick reminder, fan feedback line is always open to you. Choose to text if you're listening live at 960-960. Anything you want to talk about, we'll hit the text line throughout the program. My outstanding producers who might reply to some of your texts if you're lucky enough. This Thursday afternoon, it's Cam and Taylor. But yes, we start with the Calgary Flames. Game five of six on the homestand. They'll wrap it up Saturday afternoon against the New Jersey Devils. But staring them in the face, a grumpy Carolina Hurricanes club that, as you heard from Rod Brindamore, did not have anything going their way against Edmonton down four nothing after 20 minutes. They're down two nothing, 41 seconds into the game. He was not happy. And as you can imagine that uh, in uh, the, on the bench interview, they do sometimes mostly on the U S broadcast. Uh, Darren Pang had the unfortunate task of interviewing Rod Brindamore. That's what you heard there to come in the show today. Uh, wasn't happy then. And also, not happy post game when he talked to the media following the Canes' loss to the Oilers. Yeah, a
2: lack of
4: pushback, I guess. Yeah. Well, uh, no, I mean it was just a bad game from start to finish. I mean, we didn't have any anything going. So you know, you get in a hole like that right off the bat. That certainly is not how you want to start the game. Um, and I don't. know, I haven't seen a game like that out of us. so I'm kind of a little bit lost for words. It's not not very uh, not acceptable. That's for sure. And our top guys especially, you know, got to show up a little more. And, you, know, you you definitely see their top guys out there. So we, we got to be better. Did you, you know, any sign of this game coming? It looks like you've been playing fairly no, well. We had one of our best games of the year the other night, we, and we lost that one. Um, and that's the hard part because for this year how it's gone, we've played pretty well and gotten nothing out of the games we've lost. This was a, an absolute, you know, not what we've seen. This is a, but you get those during the year, um, you know. It's definitely one I. Hopefully, we obviously don't repeat.
2: Does it start with maybe not getting a save early if you were to go on a no, save? that's
4: one? part of it, but you can't blame them on that. Yeah. You know, you don't blame them on that. It's just we weren't ready. This, you know, the off play they ran, we showed it 15 times, 15 times <laughs> before the game, and and we fall asleep on it. So that's just preparation. The guys weren't, you know, dialed in, and it happens. 82 games, you get a little sleepy, but not against teams like that where they have the talent they have. You can't give them a. a you know a second because that's what happens so you play these guys two weeks ago and you're up for nothing 15 minutes yeah, in. it's kind of the same thing right it's the game uh, you, you know the game essentially over and now you're already just okay, how do I get through the game and hopefully nobody gets hurt and regroup for tomorrow good thing you're playing tomorrow well, like, hey, uh, to maybe play get, okay. we'll see yeah. you know I don't know I thought you were gonna get fined in that interview with panger <laughs> why well, you were just holding back pretty good, that's all. Oh, well, yeah, well am I going to get fined for, I didn't, there was nothing about the refereeing. I know. I know. I'm like, can you get fined for cursing out your own team? I don't know. Maybe. On the <laughs> air, maybe. Yeah. Oh, did I, I didn't drop any. No, no no, 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 no. I no, no, almost wanted no, to. It was actually pretty good. It was pretty good. I had to, it was it, had to hold pretty it pretty back. Was there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Tough, night. Right, tough, tough night, tough night.
3: It was a tough night for the Carolina Hurricanes. We'll see what they bring to Calgary tonight. What can we tell you about the Flames and what they're planning to bring out against that Carolina team? Well, per our pal Pat Steinberg at Flames practice this morning. Of course, he's the host of Flames Talk and Flames Hockey here on Sportsnet 960. Your lines and D-pairings will look like this tonight. Manjapani, Lindholm, Sharon Govich, Zeri with Kadri and Pospisil, Huberto, Backlund, Coleman, Greer, is going to be with Ruzichka and it looks like Dylan Dubey on that side there. Walker Dewar expected to be healthy scratched. As well as Dennis Gilbert. So they'll go Solovioff with Gilbert on the back end. Uyghur stays with Uyghur stays with Anderson, excuse me. Hannafin with Tanev. And Cam's been looking forward to this. Uh for the first time. Or no, I guess the second time this season. Uh, we can tell you that Dustin Wolf is your starting goaltender tonight for the Calgary Flames. And as we hear from head coach Ryan Husker, our first look inside the Flames locker room on this game day, uh, he tells us that this was a planned start for Dustin after they got the news about Jacob Markstrom. So nothing against Dan Vladar and the last outing against Minnesota. This was always the plan to give Dustin this game against the Hurricanes, and uh, nothing changed from that loss to the Minnesota Wild. But let's hear... The head coach's thoughts on a game day. Here is Ryan Huska following morning skate at the Scotiabank Saddle Dome.
1: Coach, uh, the rationale behind going with uh, Dustin and that? Uh, that was part of the the plan ahead of time. So this was going to be his game, so we just stayed with the plan. Was there any thought of giving him the Saturday game because he's used to playing afternoon games? I mean, no, it, no. Did, it didn't really factor in. Like we, were, we treat them the same way we would if it was jacob and Vladdy, we treat it's gonna be treated the same way i guess whether it's afternoon or not it's this was his game that we had scheduled so that's what we're sticking to and at this level i don't imagine you have to pull guys aside and make sure that they're okay with it but have you had to have a chat with uh, Vladar since his last start yeah we we did have a, a small conversation um you know just i i think it's important sometimes after the game um, coaches are a little bit emotional. it's not necessarily the best time to do it, but I would always try to grab a guy the next day when there's something that um, is maybe uncomfortable for a coach or a player that goes on.
0: What is, is your message when when, a, when you pull a goalie and like, like how you how you approach those types of conversations?
1: Yeah, uh, we just open open conversation, I think, is the best way to do it as to why we did it and what our rationale was
5: you talked just about the benefits for Dustin to be here and, and go through, you know, as much time as possible just in the room, but what about the benefit of maybe even getting a few minutes before this start here, obviously the November the eleventh first, but um you know getting
0: a few reps in last game too. Yeah,
1: I think it's something for sure. I, I think it allows him to kinda get up to the speed of the NHL shots again or the NHL pace uh, of the game. It is a little bit different than the American League for sure. There's no there's no doubt about that. But um, for, for you guys that know him there's no difference in his approach he's got some swagger about him and he's going to make sure that he's ready to play no matter where he's playing and that's what we love about him
5: Even in limited
3: time what did you think of Dustin's performances at the NHL level this
1: year? I, I thought he's played well Like he, one thing that's noticeable is his rebound control, he does a really good job of controlling pucks so um, he, he's going to see a shot volume team tonight so there's going to be a lot of pucks coming his direction and um, that's one of his strengths so uh, you know we're looking forward to seeing him do a great job tonight.
0: Based on what you said yesterday, Ryan, is the message pregame just more physical to your, to your
1: group? Uh, no. I mean, the message, there's things that you can control. Your compete, your work, and your detail. Um, that's 100% within a player's control. Um, over the course of the game, mistakes are going to happen, and that's where you rely on a teammate to back each other up. Um, the other thing should be non-negotiable, um, and, and whether that's the the first face-off of a game or the last face of a game, those have to be there because that is 100% your control. So that's been more of our messaging the last couple of days.
0: Emotional engagement, which the guys mentioned after the last game, how do you, how do you get that out of this group?
1: Um... They're, they're proud guys a lot of times, and they know when they don't play up to a standard that they have for themselves and, and as a group. Um, they also know that we're going to see a very good hockey team coming in tonight, so there shouldn't be an issue here tonight.
3: Noah mentioned to us earlier today that Carolina Hurricanes are a team that kind of scores by committee. They don't necessarily have like a
5: superstar player who can go out and score like five points in a game. Yeah. I'm just wondering from your vantage point, is there are there elements of, of the Carolina Hurricanes that you like to element in your coaching style or playing style with how you want your guys to play?
1: Sure. I mean, everybody looks at the way Carolina's been over the last six years. You could probably even say is they, um, they're a team that's always in your face, and they have a, a team um, that understands how they have to play to have success and I think every coach would like to see their team um, be consistent in that regard for sure so they're they're one of the teams people look at when you're really trying to push your team to play a faster paced game. Brian it's easy to say don't Give up the first goal yeah. it's harder
5: to do uh, because you sometimes don't have any control over how that's going to shake. It was just as easy as wanting to do it. Everybody would do it,
1: right? Yeah. But what are you seeing that you want to see done better, just in terms of the way you're coming out of the game? Do so you want to you want to set yourself up and your teammates up for success? So where you put the puck, where you leave the puck, that all factors into it. So some people will call it simple hockey. Um, it's it's not just that, but it's making sure that you're of the mindset that I'm going to leave my teammate in a better position. And and when you do that, um, you don't have to focus on giving up the first goal. It becomes about getting the first goal. Do you feel that's been not where you want it to be over this last stretch? There's the last couple games, I would say. I mean, prior to that, we did some a lot of really good things. Even the Vancouver game, um, you take the start aside, there was a lot of good things in that game. Um, the, the last game that we played is one where we'd like to turn the page on pretty quickly. But prior to that, um, we were doing a lot of great things.
3: We'll Checking in with the head coach, Ryan Huska, on a game day, Flames and the Carolina Hurricanes. 6 o'clock, Flames coverage begins with warm-up, hosted by Pat Steinberg. i will take you all the way up until puck drop at 7 o'clock when Derek Wills and Corey Sarge take over to call the Flames and the Hurricanes right here on Sportsnet 960. The fans continue to hear from a couple members of the Flames on this game day, including Noah Hannafin, a former member of the Carolina Hurricanes. His thoughts ahead of facing his former team at the dome once again Thursday night?
2: Well, this group, I guess, as you kind of park Minnesota, but learn from it. What is uh, applicable from that game into uh, tonight against a team that you know is going to be angry?
5: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think the starts going to dictate the game tonight. I think it's something you know we haven't we haven't been good enough yeah. at and. Um, just making sure those 1st five, ten minutes of the game we establish you know, our presence out there and, and not be chasing the game all night. That's something we want to, we want to do tonight and obviously uh, you know, Carolina's a good team and you know they're going to be ready to go tonight too. So we've got to be prepared and it's going to be a hard fought game and just got to come out of the gate swinging.
2: You and I spoke in Nashville, I believe it was, about the idea that you have confidence when you're down. But I would imagine at this point the confidence is still there. But the you know, disliking
1: the fact that you're trailing your early.
5: Yeah, I mean, I think it's good to know in the back of your head that you're you're comfortable in those positions, but it's not the way you want the games to go. You know, you want to be able to have leads and, and play with the leads. That's what winning teams do, and I think uh, if you want to have success long-term, you, know, you need to be able to play with leads and, and get up early on teams, and, and that's something we're looking to improve on.
1: Can I ask you about Mackenzie What You've really noticed about him taking certainly... Uh, Everybody wants to be focused on the defensive side, but to be able to contribute like your entire blue line group has, what have you noticed about his game offensively? that's taking another step.
5: Yeah, it's been great. I think uh, you know him and Raz work really well together, and I think he's good on that offside, which is which is tough for some defensemen, but he seems to be you know really effective over there. And um, yeah, he's a great skater. He Gets up in the play, and he's got a good shot. Um, just thinks the game really well. So I mean, he's been uh, he's been huge for us recently. When you, you know say what? establishing your presence within the first few minutes of the game, in your mind, what does that look like? I mean, I think it's just, you know, keep keeping it simple, but being confident to make plays. Um, you know, I think sometimes you wait for the game to come to us instead of just dictating, you know, the way it's going to be played. And, um, you know, just being physical early, getting getting into the game, just little things like that, getting all the, all the lines going, all the pairs going, um, getting your touches, uh, just little things in the first five, ten minutes. You don't want to be sitting back.
6: Oh,
0: uh, how important is it that physical element Ryan mentioned yesterday that he doesn't feel like the team needs to improve that a little bit so what do you guys have to do to be more physical
5: yeah i mean i think every everybody can be edgy in their own ways you know some guys are gonna be physical some guys are gonna you know be hard on on sticks and and and, you know cut guys off things like that just get into the battle of the game i don't think it's about running around just killing guys as much as it is about you know winning your battles winning your one-on-one battles and and uh and little things like that
0: in terms of getting out of your comfort zone i guess a little bit that might be important for for guys that maybe aren't used to that physical game yeah about.
5: it's just that's that's how you, you're gonna win especially when you're playing you know the types of teams we've been playing you know really good teams that are all you know top of the league and, and they battle and um you know you have to get in that mix if you're gonna have a chance to win it every night so um definitely something you know we're looking to do tonight
2: what is the book on carolina from your vantage point what do you
5: see there <clears throat> yeah i mean they got a great decor um and they play a really fast game. You know, they're, they're good on uh, face-offs. Or, they're similarly built. You know, they don't have, uh, like, this stand. I mean, they had some really good players, but they don't have a guy that's going to go, you know, put up five points in a game or something. They kind of, you know, win by committee. Um, they roll their lines. All their D can contribute and play. Um, you know, and they work really hard. So it's a good test for us tonight.
3: Flames defenseman Noah Hannafin checking in from the Flames locker room on a game day. Of course, his former team was acquired with Elias Lindholm in that trade a couple years ago. It's Dougie Hamilton. And some other pieces head to the Carolina Hurricanes, now a longtime member of the Flames and one of those UFAs we've been talking about, wondering if his future remains in Calgary or elsewhere. One more check-in from the locker room as we kick off the program today. Martin Pospisil, a healthy scratch against the Minnesota Wild, back in against the Hurricanes and back on the line with Connor Zary and Nazem Kadri. His thoughts ahead of getting back in the lineup against Carolina tonight.
0: Martin, how you how you feel getting back in uh, after a, a game away? How you feel about uh, tonight?
6: Yeah, uh, it's nice. Uh, I'm excited to to be back in the lineup and uh, um, and help this team and bring some energy and uh, physicality. Uh, yeah, well, last last uh, couple games, uh, would I play, uh, I, didn't feel, uh, I didn't feel really good about my game, so. Um, I think it was, was good uh, to, see the one game and see, see the, the game from, from the stands and from a uh, different, uh, point of view, view, you know, and, uh, now I'm back and I'm really excited, uh, uh, uh to play, uh, and, uh, and hopefully we'll win tonight. Can what you what did, scrim- did you, what
0: did you see or, uh, watch from above? What did you notice?
6: Some small details uh, in the offensive zone, neutral zone. Oh no pretty much on everything, you know. Just the small details what uh makes makes huge and uh yeah, um I'm, like I said I'm really excited for, for, for tonight.
5: Now that you're back in the lineup what are some things in your game that you have to focus on so you can remain in the lineup?
6: Especially uh just use my speed, uh uh every shift, uh I know sometimes it's uh, it, it's it's not not easy, especially in this league. But uh, just uh, be stay like consistency and uh, and I use my speed and uh, bring some energy every shift. Even if I'm sitting on the bench uh, five ten minutes, it doesn't matter. I have to bring it uh, every shift.
3: There you go, Martin Pospisil talking, uh talking to the Flames media. Quick availability there for the youngster, but. A quick healthy scratch against Minnesota back in the lineup. I mean, Kedri and the kids line we've talked about has been one of the best for the Calgary Flames since they've been put together. Look for them to bring some energy tonight. Pospisil's been one of those guys, too, that's been the most physical in my mind. Looking forward to seeing him get back out there for the Calgary Flames and see if he's going to be one of those guys that can get them going early in this one. Start's going to be important, you know. After hearing from Rod Brindamore, their start was terrible for Carolina against the Edmonton Oilers. Have to imagine they're not going to be pleased uh, and not going to be accepting another slow start tonight in Calgary. Again, 6 o'clock, Flames warm-up with Steinberg, Derek Wills, and Corey Sarch on the call tonight. Right here on your home of the Flames, Sportsnet 960. The fans, part of a busy night across the NHL. Lots of action on this Thursday night. It gets going at 5 o'clock. It's the Sabres and the Bruins. You've got the Sharks and the Red Wings as well. Leafs and Sens in a Battle of Ontario. Kings, Habs, Blue Jackets, Islanders. The Capitals and the Stars going at 6 o'clock. Tampa Bay in Nashville to take on the Preds. Anaheim is in Chicago. Flyers and Coyotes at 7 o'clock. You've also got the Winnipeg Jets taking on the Colorado Avalanche. Your late games tonight, 8 o'clock start in Vancouver as they welcome in the Minnesota Wild and the Seattle Kraken. Host New Jersey at 8.30 to end off the NHL schedule on this Thursday. We'll take a break, come back on the other side. Let's take a look at the opposition. What went wrong for the Carolina Hurricanes in that loss to the Edmonton Oilers? What got Rod Brindamore so fired up? Corey Laviolette's going to join us. He's a Hurricanes beat writer for the North State Journal. We'll take a look at the Hurricanes and see what they're planning to bring up against the Calgary Flames tonight. That. As Sportsnet Today rolls on, it's next here on Sportsnet 960, The Fan. It's a Calgary Flames game day here on Sportsnet 960. Flames and the Carolina Hurricanes game five of a six-game homestand for the Calgary Flames. Dustin Wolf will make his third career start tonight against the Hurricanes. Dennis Gilbert and Walker Dewar expected to be healthy scratches for the Calgary Flames, so you can reinsert Martin Pospisal in that line with Nazem Kadri and Connor Zeri. Ilya Slovioff set to play with Jordan Osterley on the third pairing. We'll have more on the Flames as the afternoon rolls on. But right now, very happy to go down the Atlas Beach and Sports Bar guest hotline to welcome in our next guest. Our next guest, excuse me. To take a look at the opposition tonight, it's the Carolina Hurricanes. And it's Corey Lavalette joining us. Covers the hurricanes for the North State Journal. Thanks for doing this today, Corey. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you doing? I hear it's uh, a wet snow out there. It is a wet snow, and uh, I'd be hard-pressed to complain. We haven't had next to any snow here in Calgary for most of November and December, and uh, that's a rarity. It finally feels like hockey season around here for once.
7: (laughs) That's good, I guess. We don't (laughs) see a whole lot of it in... In North Carolina, but I remember it from my New England day as well.
3: Yeah, it uh, it does feel more like hockey season with uh, a little bit of the white stuff on the ground. I'm not going to say I love it, but it, at least it feels like hockey season. Uh, Corey, I want to start with last night. It's hard not to. Uh, after hearing Rod Brindamore, we've played the clip already here. We heard from him post-game. Uh, he was obviously speaking to Darren Pang. Uh, just how surprised were you to see that sort of effort from the Carolina Hurricanes? It certainly seemed to catch the coach off guard last night in
0: Edmonton.
7: Yeah, um, you know, Rod, I don't think Rod is a screamer and a yeller too often. Um, he's more of a I'm not mad, I'm disappointed type. Um, but that was not anything like what this team has, you know, the identity this team has built under him. And he looked just befuddled by it. And, you know, I, when I saw that, uh, that Dustin Wolf was going to start tonight, I actually felt a little bad for him because I think you're going to see an angry – Hurricanes team tonight, and that doesn't mean they're gonna drop the gloves seven times or anything. But I think you're gonna see a team that's got a fire lit under them, and that's a uh, when this team is going, uh, they can be as relentless as as any team in the league. And uh, it's gonna be a big a big night for them because if they don't respond that way, then there's bigger questions to answer.
3: Was there any indication in in your viewings of this team in the games leading up to last night that uh, an effort like this was coming from Carolina that maybe they had gotten lucky with a few lesser efforts and maybe just scraped by, and this was kind of an outlier that really stood out, or was this really out of left field?
7: I I mean, I think the thing that really stands out to me is that it seems like, you know, three or four times this year you could say, all right, there's the Hurricanes that we all know, and it looks like they're getting back to what they are. And then there just continues to be these one-off games where, you know, the the game against Tampa where they – you know, outshoot Tampa and give up, uh, eight goals and, uh, you know, outshoot them by a ton and give up eight goals on 15 shots. And just, um, you know, it, it'd be easy to just point at the goaltending and say, well, you need better goaltending, but, uh, eight goals on 15 shots is never about goaltending. I think you or I could stand in the net and, you know, probably save,
3: uh, have at least that, that many, many hit us. Yeah.
7: Yeah, it, you know, if if things are being played normally, it's more about what's happening in, in front of your goalie in that situation. So, um, it, it's concerning. I think this is the this has been the hardest stretch for Rod Burnham as the head coach, I would say, because you know he's got the pieces in place that he wants. Most of this team was here last year. Um, you can point to the the situation with Frederick Anderson as a as an issue, obviously, but. Those two goalies, you know, Anthony Renta and Pyotr Kachekov are, are good goalies. Um, it's just, it's a little befuddling. And I think that was his message last night. He, he's, he, he literally said he's at a loss for words of what happened. And like I said, I think uh, we'll see what kind of team this is tonight, I think, and, and what kind of response they have. The question is, is if they do respond, what, what happens after that?
3: I don't want to imply that, that Rod Brindamore is anywhere near a hot seat because I don't think that's true, uh, but I wonder, Corey, as you as you hear those things from a head coach and you go, we, look, we talked about this a lot, or we talked about that face-off play 15 times and it still didn't, that message still didn't sink in with the group. Does does that start to seed, put, plant us out a, a seed of doubt in your mind a bit when it comes to the message and how it's getting through from the coach. Again, I don't want to imply that they're anywhere near firing him, but do you start to wonder a bit about that connection between the coach and the team when you hear stuff like that?
7: I think in a lot of situations you would be, but if you talk to these guys about Rod and how much they respect him, you know, I, you know, I, I don't think you're ever going to have, you know, 22 guys pulling on the rope the same way, but you know, all the time, but I, I don't, gather that there's any dissent or that there's any, you know, blocking out the message thing, but, you know, the face-off play, uh, best I can tell that's a that's a mistake by Seth Jarvis, and Rod loves Seth and thinks that he's, you know, everything you're supposed to be in a hockey player, just like how he feels about Sebastian Aho and how he feels about Jacob Slavin and Brent Burns. So it's I think it's more of a message of we keep having these mistakes, and it's all about detail. And the way they play – it you know playing man to man means you gotta have your man right Yep. and if you don't have your man then all of a sudden somebody's open and it's worked so well for five plus seasons uh under brindamore and right now uh there's just a few links in the chain that seem to get broken and uh but at the end at the end of it all i don't think you uh you really need to be concerned that anybody's blocking out rod brindamore i think tom dundon would rather make changes to the roster than make ch- changes behind the bench.
3: Uh, starts have been a, an area of concern and something we've talked a lot about here in Calgary. I'm curious if that's been something that's plagued the Hurricanes or not. Obviously, 41 seconds in. Last night, they were down 2 nothing, and 546 in. It's 3 it's nothing, and you are already digging yourself out of a hole. But is that something that's been indicative of this Carolina team, or was that, again, something that uh, had the head coach scratching his head as to why they weren't prepared?
7: Yeah, no, I don't think we've seen a whole lot of that this year. I mean, that was a that I think that to me that's an outlier. Um, you know, I mentioned the Tampa game and that, even that game wasn't wasn't necessarily like that. That was more about they got ahead and then all of a sudden took penalties and they couldn't stop Tampa's power play and um so I I don't think that it's been a not showing up on time problem. It's been more of a, you know, small details problem of, you know, if you make mistakes at the wrong times at, you know, no matter who it is, everybody in the NHL, if they get their their stick on a puck in a in a dangerous spot, you know, nine, nine times out of ten they're going to finish it, and that's kind of what what seems to have happened here.
3: Uh, you mentioned it a little bit earlier in one of your r- replies, but I'm just kind of curious, uh, as a guy that watches this team on a full-time basis, what ex- what kind of response would you expect from this group tonight in Calgary? I know you said a little bit earlier you kind of, might feel for Dustin Wolf. Is that kind of the sense that? that you get knowing this team as well as you do, that you're expecting it to be a a tough game for Calgary tonight?
7: Well, the Hurricanes don't, you know, kill you with skill. I mean, there there are skilled players capable of making skilled plays, but how they get you is their relentlessness. And if this team can't respond and be as, you know, even more relentless than usual uh, after last night, then like I said, I think, that's indicative of a bigger problem. Um, But to me, I think there's no reason to to see that puck drop tonight at, uh, you know, in Calgary and not see a team that comes out of it almost looking like the first game of the playoffs. You know, I would expect everybody's going to be going full bore and uh, I can go two ways, you know, over, overdoing it can lead to problems. And I mean, I think that would be different than coming out and looking lackadaisical, but I would expect it's going to be, uh, especially, you know, Jordan Stahl and and Jordan martin and Jesper Foss. They they really haven't been a problem at all this season. They continue to be a dominant shutdown line. And I would imagine that that's who Rod's going to throw out to start the game, just to set a tone of this is how we play.
3: Last night, obviously not great, but uh, seems like an outlier for the most part this season, the Canes. Coming to tonight, still second in the Metro Division. Uh, a little bit behind the New York Rangers, but overall in a good spot to start this season. Aside from last night, Corey, what have you liked about this team? What have we been talking about in Carolina, about the Hurricanes, the first 24 games of the season, last night excluded?
7: Well, I feel like they're starting to get their defense shorted, uh, sh- you know, straightened out. They, they started the year trying to keep Tony D'Angelo and Dimitri Orloff together and that just didn't work and since Jalen Chatfield has come into the lineup to play with Orloff that's looked better. Uh, I mentioned Seth Jarvis and I, you know, like I said I I think you could probably pin that home goal on him last night but uh, he's an electric player to watch and just a ball of energy and and plays much bigger than he is. He's been I think really good Um, and then you know you've got Cabo Taravainen who's scoring unlike he has in his career we'll see if that continues and you know, there's there's just a lot of talent up and down the roster that maybe doesn't make your eyes pop out like, you know, the guys the hurricane saw last night, you know, Dreisaitl and, and McDavid, and those guys are, are elite, elite skill. But there's so much, you know, A-minus talent on this team that I think, you know, it hasn't been bad. It's just been, like I said, uh, kind of chinks in the armor that have cost them. And to your point, they're still in second place. It's not like uh, <laughs> It's not like Edmonton where they were, you know, three, nine, and one sitting down with San Jose. And you're wondering, can they even make the playoffs?
3: Yeah, for sure. Uh, you mentioned Dimitri Orloff and that defense. Uh, he was one of the big offseason acquisitions for this group. How has it been for him settling in uh, to Carolina in the first 25 games in the Canes uniform?
7: Yeah, it was a tough start for sure. I mean, I think it's a every time somebody comes in here, we saw it with, uh, with Brent Burns at the start of last year. We saw it with Dimitri this year. It's an adjustment to, to, to be as aggressive as they want the defenseman to be, especially pinching up in the offensive zone, um, knowing when to do that and not expose yourself. And all those things, um, you know, take confidence and it takes reacting without thinking kind of mentality. And I feel like that's coming around for him. Um, like I said, the pairing up with, with Jalen Chatfield has been good with him. I think Chatfield covers up a lot of mistakes just with his speed uh, and, and just how hard he plays. So uh, he's been he's been all right. I would say, you know, we're not seeing the guy who looked like a number one defenseman uh, last season, but uh, certainly seeing, you know, the fact that you can have him on your third pair, uh, even if he's not at prime play yet, is still pretty impressive.
3: Uh, so almost a similar situation for Michael Bunting, year one for him in Carolina. What has been the uh, early returns from uh, the forwards perspective there?
7: Yeah, I asked Rod about this the other day, and he said it's clear this is a guy who thinks the game at a a really high level offensively. What they need is to get him uh, where they need him defensively, Uh, which is, you know, for as much as everyone talks about the Hurricanes on the forecheck and and all that and uh, grinding teams down, really what it all comes down to is playing well defensively first. And maybe that hasn't quite been there for him yet. Uh, I don't think it's a matter of effort. I think, like I said with Orloff, a lot of it is just adjusting and, and finding line mates that work with you. And he's bounced around a whole bunch. So um,
3: he's been all right. He's, he's put up points. I think, like I said, Rod expects more. We're taking a look at the uh, opposition tonight with Corey Lavalette. Flames and the Hurricanes go tonight at 7 o'clock here on your Home of the Flames, Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Uh, Corey, I wanted to ask you about Andrei Sveshnikov coming off a major injury, always going to take time to readjust. He's 16 games into the season, just got the one goal, but up to 11 points so far. We know how important he can be for this Hurricanes team when it comes to putting up points and just being that physical presence that he can be. How have you seen his return to the ice been so far?
7: Yeah, you know, he's been okay. I think, you know, he scored. His one goal was that uh, that comeback where he scores with, you know, under two minutes left for the uh, to finish a comeback for a winning goal. And you think, well, there's the spark that kind of gets him rolling. But then they've had a little bit of a flu bug running through the team. He was a victim of that, missed the next game with that and you wonder if maybe any momentum he could have built off that was kind of squandered there. So, uh, that line with, um, you know, playing with, uh, yes, very has been, has been pretty good, um, of late. So we'll see what, what they do tonight. But I think if he can get, if he can have a two goal night or have a couple consecutive games with a goal, we'll see him getting back to the player he is. Uh, and I think, you know, I think a lot of people don't realize what a good passer he is. He's had some great passes, uh, since he's come back and people get lost a little on, Oh, well, he's a, he's a major goal scorer and he is, he can be that, but he's an elite passer too. So he's been contributing, but yeah, again, you could, you could expect more, I think as, as he gets his feet back under
3: him. Uh, And Corey, last but not least, I'm very curious how you see this goaltending situation for Carolina. It seems to be a bit of a three headed monster right now. I know Freddie Anderson's dealt with some stuff that's kept him out of the lineup, but, What's the the overall goal here in Carolina? Are they okay running a rotation of goaltenders? Would Rod Brindermore prefer one guy takes the reins and and runs with it? How's that situation sort of working out? I guess how the, do the Hurricanes want it to work out?
7: Yeah, I mean, I think it, if he had his choice, he would love to have a guy that that is you know rolling and and playing you know maybe every three out of every four games or something like that. That really hasn't come to yet, and and part of the concern there, I guess, is Auntie Ranta has shown he can't maybe stay healthy in that role. So then you're kind of hoping that a rookie can can grab that role into it, and that that's a lot to ask of a young guy who still hasn't played a ton of you know professional North American hockey games. So uh, right now it's like they're trying to go back and forth. They've they tried to hand Kachuk off the reins, uh, you know, a few. Uh, for a few games there, and he played well for a couple, and then against the Islanders, he had a really rough outing uh, when they ended up getting a point. But uh, he gave up five goals and, di- and didn't look great. So uh, I think they're being careful with him, you know, kind of kind of protect the long term investment. He's got, you know, he got a four year extension, so he's got three more years on that at two million dollars a year. So they don't want to they don't want to break the kid's confidence. So if there's a, a little back step, they maybe ease off him a bit. Um, and then last night obviously was a tough one. We'll see. They might have to go back to him tonight after having to play Renta for you know nearly a full game last night. So uh, it, it hasn't been great, that's for sure. They could use uh, they could use more saves. It hasn't been as bad maybe as the numbers show because there have been a few of these games uh, where it's been really bad. But on the whole, you know the goalies haven't been terrible night in and night out like maybe some other teams have seen. But uh, you need to, you need stability, I mean, I think that's the biggest thing for any team is you want some kind of consistency, and they haven't gotten it yet.
3: Uh, Corey, really great insight. Appreciate you taking some time for us uh, up here in Calgary. Uh, enjoy the game tonight. I'm curious to see uh, what kind of response the Hurricanes have. Enjoy the game tonight. Thanks again for doing this.
7: Thanks. Lace those boots up and
3: stay out of that wet snow. <laughs> Will do, pal. Take care, eh? All right. Take care. Thank you. Corey Lavalette joining us. Down the Atlas Beach and Sports Bar guest hotline. He covers the hurricanes for the North State Journal. And uh hearing from a guy that covers the team on a full time basis saying, yeah, I'd expect a pretty good effort from the hurricanes tonight following that loss in Edmonton. We heard Rod Brendamore. Actually, I'll just I'll just play Brendamore again if you missed it, because uh it's one of the best sound clips of the year. Uh they're down four nothing in the first period to Edmonton and Darren Pang, got the pleasure of being asked to uh, do the old uh, in-game interview. Go to the bench and interview the coach in the middle of the period and ask him how his team's doing when they're down four nothing.
2: We're on a way to losing fifty nothing right now. I've never seen a team play this brutal. So I, at this point, you know, I don't really, I, I'm lost for words to be quite honest. We weren't ready to start, which that was clear, and now we're just kind of doing things. Not the way we do it, and this is uh, the way you get. So, at this point, we're probably turning the page. Well, thanks for doing this. I know it's not easy.
3: Uh, My producers are Cam and Taylor today. Uh, Guys, I can honestly tell you, as somebody that spent time in NHL locker rooms and interviewed guys the best and worst of times, if I was Darren Pang, I might have just lost my microphone. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like, I would have just been like... I don't know if I want to do this right now.
8: I, I, I don't know if I can go interview him today. Oh, my my, my pack isn't working. He looks God. really mad. I, 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 gotta, I can't. Sorry, oh. I just got to head to the washroom real quick. Yeah, you're um, just there for 10 minutes. Like a paper bag. Just <laughs> 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 Like what? <laughs> I, when like, you, you know those like in cartoons where they take those brown paper bags and just start breathing heavily into it when they're having like anxiety attacks? Yeah. That's him.
3: I like... I've never been a fan of that. That's such a tough spot for an interviewer to jump in, and I don't think the coaches love it either. I think they put up with it because they know it's part of the broadcast and it's part of the duties. But like, that's got to be a nightmarish spot for Darren Pang. And Darren Pang's a former NHLer. Like he knows. You heard him at the end. There's like, I appreciate it. I know it's not easy. Yeah. But like, what are you expecting? I mean it's 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 good audio
8: at the best but yeah to send that poor guy out there and yes he's in an NHL yes he can roll with the bunches but I'm sure Rod Brindamore, the last thing he wanted to be to be doing there was doing a a sideline interview when his team was down 5 nothing
3: I'd absolutely love to be one of the players right below him too <laughs> cuz you hear him right there's yeah. no chance you don't hear him right Taylor you're definitely sitting there and you're hearing your coach going yeah, we're on our way to losing fifty nothing. We look absolutely embarrassing, uh, Darren. This team absolutely sucks tonight. We need to pick it up. And you're just you're Jordan Saul sitting there going, "Okay,
8: the confidence is Ooh. in the ground." You're like, "Oh, we're getting it after this game. It's not going to be good."
3: Like the the NFL does uh, most on Sundays, they'll do the coach coming off the field at halftime, and I feel like that's a lot better and a lot easier than mid-game TV timeout jump in and interview the coach because you think I you're I think in the that of a thousand game, times
8: your focus if you're the coach is 100% on the game. You're not thinking about oh, you know, how to present yourself you're on national TV. Let's you know, let's let's be let's be decent about this. Let's be, you know, interviewable at the least. Not just yeah, we suck. We're going to we're going to lose by 50 tonight. <laughs> Do you want your coach to be encouraging? Like, yeah, no, we're coming back. We're fine. <laughs> we're going to get a touchdown scored yeah. on us.
3: I'm really confident we're going to pick this up and not suck in the second period. None of that from Rod Brindamore. <laughs> Just absolutely. I appreciate the honesty, though. Absolutely. Like, And you heard him afterwards. We played the scrum of in postgame. He was a little bit of a better mood. and um, I-, I think it was Mark Spector that asked him if he was worried he was going to get fined. He's like, I can't get fined for... Ripping on my own team, I didn't rip on the officials. Yeah, it's my job to rip on my (laughs) own team. They were awful, and they heard me. But I just like for both people in that situation, like Rod Brindamore's looking over at Darren Pang, Pang's looking at Rod Brindamore, going, "Just want to get this over with. Let's 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 get this over with as soon as possible." Like (laughs) I said, I would hide. I would find almost any excuse to not be able to do that.
8: Yeah, you get the you send the rookie out instead. Say intern, you're new. You want to go interview <laughs> the intern? That's Rod what you're Bruno? gonna send out.
3: <laughs> no, I don't know if you do that Anything either. Anything
8: other than yourself.
3: <laughs> what would, like I like Taylor's idea. Like just go to the bathroom for ten minutes. Yeah. So how'd oh, your interview with uh, Rod go? Well, been, he, couldn't been. get to it today. Yeah, he was busy. Yeah, was. went over to the Edmonton side instead. Much easier interview. Yeah.
4: <laughs> Gosh.
3: It's one of those things in pro sports. And like I, say, like I said, I don't love that. Like as far as like a broadcast thing, goes, I, you know, like last night was good, but I think most of the time you're right, Cam. The coach is just trying to give you like a generic answer and get back to focusing on the game. Yeah. But last night's also got to be one of the most awkward situations for everybody in that scenario. Yeah, I can't imagine Rod was a very happy camper yesterday. Part of the gig. And uh, he did a... It's still great, though. Like, it's still fantastic.
2: We're on our way to losing 50 nothing, right now. <laughs> what are you hearing if you're Jacob Slavin? You're like, like,
3: okay, that's... Sebastian, I standing on the bench like, uh, What?
8: I thought it was an okay. I mean, it's 5-0, but...
2: We're going we're gonna to fight back, though, coach. I, at this point, you know, I don't really... I, I'm lost for words, to be quite honest. <laughs> just the sound of
3: positivity coming from your coach with Darren Pang in that mid-game interview, eh?
8: Oh,
2: my goodness. That was clear, and now we're just kind of doing things... Not the way we do it, and this is uh, this is what you get. So, at this point, we're probably turning the page. Well, thanks for doing this. I know it's not easy.
8: Thank you, Rod. Thanks, Rod. Bye. <laughs> Sorry. Bye. Sorry. Thanks.
3: Appreciate it. Get out of my way. Get out of my way. Get out of my way.
8: Did we get that? Yeah. Okay. Good.
3: Yeah. Great. Great. I was live. I'd never want to do that again. <laughs> no, I never want to do that. Period. I want to be in the spotlight like that. I have so much respect for guys who can go out there and do that
8: and just. Take it and be like, you know, it's part of the job. He's just venting. He's not mad at me. He's mad at his
3: team. And just oh, I think that's there, why it's interview. good. It's like a guy like Darren Pang, who's a former NHLer, consummate pro, respected guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. If it was me, the dummy, asking Rod Brindamore or something, he'd be like, "Can you please, please leave me alone? Maybe you we'll have, get you on the. Uh, you what? have no idea what I'm going through right now. Please, please." Please leave me alone. We'll get you on the sidelines tonight. Yeah, we'll, we'll get you a, new, a one-on-one. Please don't.
8: <laughs> it's like all the interviews with Leon Dreisaitl where he's just ripping on the journalist. You're like, I never want to be on the receiving end of this.
1: Great, I mean, it's great observation.
8: F- it's hilarious when it happens to somebody else, but if it ever happened to me, I would probably cry.
3: It was my total fear last year asking Daryl Sutter anything. I just wanted to make sure that I was as clear and concise and hopefully not stupid because the, the, that's the last thing I want. Like, if I was ever on the other side of, why are you so pissy, Leon? I'd never recover from that. I can't take that kind of internet attention. But Darren Pang and Rodman are pros. We're not, I'm not pro, I'm a. I'm a nobody.
8: Hey, don't say you're nobody. You got some pretty good stuff last year, so.
3: You're a pro, In buddy. In pure fear. It's the only reason. Marsh from staring you down after... Asking that's still scary. Yeah, I don't. want... That's still. Jacob's a very intimidating man, but he's not there right now. What that is you Dustin mean Wolf,
8: six foot six man, just staring at you got angrily. These,
3: got all these tattoos. Yeah, I just piercing I just, blue eyes. I just suck at hockey right now. I don't. I don't know Didn't even doing. ask him about the game or his performance. I asked him about something different. Anyways, uh, maybe you should have
8: given him a hug. Maybe he needed. Not one. a
3: chance. There's No way he would ever let me that close to him. Like, please, security, can throw it, have me out of there so fast. (laughs) Blink of an eye, carrying me out of there. Uh, That's a wrap on hour one. Everything Flames, Hurricanes. You could possibly want to hit it tonight's matchup. Heard from Ryan Huska, Martin Pospisil, Noah Hannafin, even Rod Brindamore last night on the bench and after the game. Corey Lavalette joined us for a look at the opposition. If you missed any of it, check it out on the podcast. Google, Amazon, Spotify, your favorite podcatcher. We'd love to have you along for the ride if you can't listen live every afternoon here on Sportsnet 960. We'll take a break, come back on the other side. We're going to kick off hour two, taking a look at some of the bigger storylines across the NHL with Aylish Forfar from Sportsnet 590, the fan in Toronto, including the Detroit Red Wings debut tonight for one Patrick Kane. All of that and more when Sportsnet Today rolls on here on Sportsnet 960, the fan.